Welcome to the Monastic Retreat Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. In this podcast, we're going to look at St. Anthony of Egypt, who many consider to be the first monk of the Christian tradition. Though he wasn't the first monk, he probably was the most important monk of the early Christian tradition. He was born in 251 AD and died in 356 AD, which makes him about 105 years old. He lived a long time. And most of his life, after he turned 18, he devoted himself to being a monk and a hermit within the Christian tradition. Though he may not have been the first Christian monk, many do consider him to be the father of Christian monasticism. Though St. Anthony lived almost 2,000 years ago, we know about him through three main sources. One is, some of his letters that he wrote are still in existence. Second, over the years, people put together sayings of the Desert Fathers, and he is included in some of these sayings. But the third way in which we know about St. Anthony is by a book that was written about him called The Life of St. Anthony, and it was written by St. Athanasius, who was the Patriarch of Alexandria. This book has been translated into English at least five times that I am aware of. The translation I'm going to be using is called The Classics of Western Spirituality. And we're going to use this book to really look at St. Anthony and how his life can be applicable or teach us things about our lives and how we too can consider entering the world of monasticism. St. Anthony ended up becoming a really significant figure in the history of monasticism because of the book that is written about him by Athanasius. It was, in those times, really a runaway bestseller. And people we may be a little bit more familiar with, like St. Augustine, were greatly affected by this book. And because St. Anthony has had such a big impact on the history of monasticism, we're going to look at lessons that St. Anthony may have to teach us about our lives and how we, too, can enter the holy monastic movement and find peace and tranquility. Now, for those of you who don't know, there are actually two main types of monks. One of them is called Anchoretic, and the other is called Cenobitic. Anchorites, whether a man or a woman, is a person who chooses to live alone, in isolation. They may have visitors, and they may have other monks nearby, but mostly they're just spending time alone and with God. Cenobitic are people that live in communities, It's probably what most of us think about when we think about a monastery. It's a group of men, or sometimes women, living together in a community where they pray together, they sing together, they work together. They do have time alone, of course, but there's also a lot of time spent in a community. The biggest difference is there's not so much external distractions. They're not talking all the time. A good part of the day can actually be spent in silence, even though they're with other people, they don't talk. So, these are the two groups, and St. Anthony falls into the first group. He's an anchorite or a hermit. He spent over 80 years of his life living in the desert of Egypt by himself. Mind you, he had other monks that would come by and live close by, and people would visit him regularly, which is why he was so well known in ancient times. But he was a hermit, and one of the first hermits, and definitely one of the most influential hermits in history. So what made St. Anthony become a hermit? What happened? Well, when he was 18 years old, both of his parents died and he was left alone with his younger sister. He was raised a Christian, so he would attend church regularly. Well, on one service, as he was entering the sanctuary, he heard a verse read from the gospel and it really changed his life 
and subsequently has been used by many monks throughout history, helping them to decide to enter the monastery too. And the verse comes from Matthew 19.21, and these are the words Jesus said, If you want to be perfect, go, sell what you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven, and come, follow me. I'm going to repeat that because it's really important. If you want to be perfect, go, sell what you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven, and come, follow me. This really is the foundation of monastic life. It's about renouncing the world and choosing to wholeheartedly follow God, loving God and giving our lives to God. Of course, it's not for everyone. When Jesus said it, he wasn't speaking to everyone. But whoever he was speaking to, the monks have taken it on as their calling. And this is why they choose to live a life of poverty a life of chastity, and a life of obedience. These three pillars are the foundation of monastic life. But I really feel at its core, what Anthony did was he said, God is so important to me that I'm going to renounce everything and just give my life completely to God. And I think what we can ask ourselves is, what do we hold before God? What do we hold before our spirituality? What's more important? Could we learn from St. Anthony to perhaps forgo some of our attachments, some of our addictions? And could we say to God, God, I'm going to put you first. Maybe not like St. Anthony where we give up everything, but could we give up some things for God? Could we say, I'm going to not watch TV every night and spend some time in prayer and meditation. I'm not going to go to all these extracurricular activities and perhaps get more actively involved in my spirituality and in my growth. How much time do we spend putting our treasures in heaven? Because our existence here is very brief and we're gonna spend a very long time, an eternal time is in the next life. So wouldn't it be wonderful if we made time for that? If we started to put aside time for our growth and our spirituality, if we had time to be silent, to be in nature as Anthony was, to be still, to spend time alone and not have the crazy lives that so many of us have. Making room for God, making room for our spirituality and our growth is something that is really good for us. We do that by what I am suggesting this overall podcast suggests. Spending time in monasteries, in retreat centers, going there, being still, living a life a little bit like they did so that we too can experience the peace, the calm that comes from not being attached, but giving our lives to God. And when we do that, we will truly find the peace that passes all understanding. Now, Anthony even went further, and as I said, was an anchorite or a hermit. And how much time do we spend keeping our lives so busy, especially in today's age where we have cell phones and computers and so many forms of distraction that we almost get no time of silence? No time of being quiet and being still. And no time of solitude. Being still, being alone, sometimes is good for us. Of course, we're probably not going to do what St. Anthony did. 
but can we spend a little time learning from him? He was a beautiful soul that affected history in great ways and changed so many people's lives to this very day. Perhaps we too can learn from his lesson and work in the direction of being more perfect and giving our heart to God, putting our treasures in heaven and not so much in this life. And as a hermit, another verse that St. Anthony referred to and lived by was the verse, Do not be anxious about tomorrow. This too is written in the book because this is one of the verses that Anthony cling to and live by. When we're not anxious and trust that everything's going to work out, our lives just flow so much better. So no matter what happens, we just have beautiful lives because we trust. So much of what we do is not trust, but when we can trust God that everything's going to work out for the best, then we flow with life and life goes so much better. St. Anthony lived over 80 years of his life in the deserts of Egypt. I have been there. They're very stark. There's not much food. There's not much water. But God took care of Anthony. He can do the same with us if we put our trust in God and not worry about tomorrow. Another thing that Anthony did that I think helped him not worry was he was in constant prayer. He reached out to God regularly. And again, is this something that we can do in our lives? Can we reach out in prayer or for more of the Eastern tradition in a mantra that allows us to really seek God throughout the day, that we can be in constant prayer. As a psychologist, I know that we can actually only be thinking about one thing at a time. So if we are regularly praying throughout the day, then our mind is going to be on God and on spirituality. So cultivating a life of prayer, of both listening and talking to God is a beautiful way to enhance and make our life more peaceful, more akin to the heavenly realm. We can do that, but again, it takes time, it takes effort. We can take more time for that. Can we throughout the day have pockets of time where we sit and meditate? Can we throughout the day have a prayer that we just go through ahead or listen to music throughout the day that is spiritual? and brings our hearts closer to the heavenly realm. It's helpful that when we steep ourselves in spirituality, that our lives become more spiritual. This is one of the lessons from St. Anthony. We can be more like St. Anthony and work toward perfection if we steep ourselves in spirituality, in being holy. It's work, it takes time, but it's worth the work. And we reap the benefits of that by feeling and being closer to God and ultimately being at peace, being at peace and trusting that God will take care of tomorrow. We just need to live well today. One of the things as we read the life of St. Anthony that we might be surprised with is that throughout his life in the desert, Anthony was attacked by demons and devils. He would always win, but they would attack him physically and mentally. And he would always lean on God, and God would always come and help him. He always won these battles, but the battles did occur. Now we of the 21st century may look back on that and scoff and say, well, what's this about? We know this is a hagiography. A hagiography, by the way, means a biography of a saint that may be not accurate in all counts, more of like an embellishment of his life. But nonetheless, it is still about fears, 
but insecurities. And though we now live in the 21st century, do we too not have these fears, these insecurities, these doubts? They may not manifest as devils anymore, but I've been teaching meditation for over 20 years to other people and been meditating myself for over 30. And the one thing we often discover when we meditate and sit still, or particularly when we go on retreat for a longer period of time, is how we are often besieged by our thoughts. They just beat us down, beat us down, and keep us from living in the present moment. Yes, they're not devils, they're not demons, but are they really that different? Are we too not besieged by these thoughts and they keep us from trusting God? But if we, like St. Anthony, put our trust in God and don't engage with them, because a lot of what we see with St. Anthony is he just didn't submit to them. He just stayed present and close to God. If we do the same, I think what we'll find is the same experience, that the demons, the devils, or in our case, the thoughts, will become quieter and quieter and we will enter that peace that comes from being very close to God and trusting in God in all things. Again, we may scoff at what's written in the book, but I don't think it's that different from our own lives. When we get still, my experience has been that we are often overwhelmed by our thoughts and find it very challenging to be quiet. But like St. Anthony, if we persevere, if we hang in there, we can truly reach that place of peace that surpasses all understanding. But we have to trust, we have to lean on God, and we have to keep going. We have to hang in there, even with the attacks of the thoughts. Now another prominent aspect of the life of St. Anthony is his asceticism. Asceticism is basically where we don't so much indulge our body and we work on developing our spirituality. So let me use a couple examples in Anthony's case. He would eat once a day after sunset, only once a day, and he would sleep at night on a mat or often just on the bare ground. Now again, we may look at this and say, well, I'm not going to do that, Dr. Puff. That's crazy. But perhaps what we could do is, again, see it in proportion. Aren't we going the opposite extreme when we spend so much time eating the richest food and indulging ourselves in the most exquisite experiences? Aren't they keeping us from our spirituality? I mean, is going the opposite way healthier? Perhaps we don't want to sleep on the ground or only eat once a day. But perhaps we can forego the pleasures of life. Because the great thing about that is when we're not needing the most exquisite meals, the most exquisite living environments, when life does send us difficult times, perhaps we lose our job, perhaps we lose our home, perhaps we don't have the ability to eat out as much as we'd like, we adjust because we're not attached to these things. We don't need them to be happy. We don't need them to find peace. We can be at peace whether we're given a lot or we're given very little. But when we're attached to something and we have to have it, we're going to suffer. What Anthony can teach us is we don't have to be attached to anything. So if God does bless us with a lot of things, we see it as impermanent. It may change and we're going to be okay with that. 
Because the lesson we learn from St. Anthony is we don't need anything to be happy. We don't need anything to be close to God and be at peace. Physical suffering, emotional suffering, hunger, thirst, pain, we can do well in any of them. Anthony was an amazingly beautiful soul that people from all over the ancient world would go to visit because they could tell they knew how beautiful his soul was and yet he had nothing, absolutely nothing. That's one of the beautiful lessons of St. Anthony. He lived by himself. He had really nothing in the world that he owned and yet he is considered one of the most beautiful souls of history. We too can have beautiful lives as long as we aren't attached to anything. We may be living in a beautiful home, but if we see it more as a temporary place that may change and God may put us somewhere else someday, we're going to have a way better life than if we have to have this or that. Whenever we have to have anything, we're going to suffer. Suffering comes from our attachments. That goes back to the Buddha. The Buddha said, we suffer because of our attachments. If we don't want to suffer, then have no attachments. And he was, in the East, one of the great founders of monasticism in the East. In our world, in the West, Anthony too taught us the same thing. Don't be attached. Put our trust in God, and God will take care of everything. Everything. We just have to trust whatever God gives us and accept that. And life can go beautifully then. Because no matter what happens, we just thank God. Again, constant prayer constant thanksgiving to God for what God is doing for us. We can have beautiful lives just like St. Anthony as long as we realize we don't need anything to have beautiful lives. Our lives are based upon our closeness to our spirituality and God. Because what Anthony realized, which is written about in his book, is that the kingdom of God is within us. That's where we look. We don't look for it externally. If we look for it internally by having our heart close to God, having our heart loving everything that is given to us, even when we are assaulted by things, then we can have a beautiful life. It has nothing to do with us amassing things or having people being proud of us or making even changes in the world. Anthony wasn't about trying to change the world. He ended up changing the world because of Athanasius and all the people that visited him. But that wasn't his goal. His goal was to be close to God and develop his spirituality, to trust in God in all things and love life in the here and now with nothing. He kept his life simple. He was obedient to God. He was chaste and he led a life of poverty. And yet with that, he was able to really change the world, not because of his efforts, but because of God's. And that was another theme within the writings of St. Anthony, is that Anthony trusted God. He didn't put his trust in himself. He put his trust in God, knowing that God would take care of everything. And that great trust helped him to do well in life. He was a beautiful soul that made a huge difference in our world because of his trust in God. I want to read another verse that Anthony leaned on in his pursuit for God. I'll be reading from Luke 12, 22, and verses 29 through 31. Do not be anxious for your life, what you shall eat, nor about your body, what you should put on. And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be of anxious mind. 
For all the nations of the world seek these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things shall be yours as well. So Anthony was seeking perfection, but not for himself, but perfection in his love for God. He did this by trusting God. He did this by putting all his love and faith into God, knowing that God would take care of him. And this is what happened. He lived 105 years and had a beautiful life. We too can have that beautiful life, but it does require trust, trusting that God's will will be done. One of my favorite verses is, Thy will be done. When we really believe that, there's a deep trust that everything's going to work out. Everything is working out for the best. We just need to trust that God's will is being done. There are many more lessons that we can learn from St. Anthony, and I would encourage everyone to perhaps get a copy of the book and read it, or there are audio versions of the book too that can be listened to if we prefer not to read. And though there aren't as many people today living a life of hermitage in the desert, there are still some. So if we choose to visit them, or even visit people in monasteries and see how their lives can be so different than ours, there's a lot we can learn from them and grow from. St. Anthony is one of the greats, so I would encourage all of us to look at his example, learn from it, and grow. Thank you for joining me on the Monastic Retreat Podcast. If you would like to learn a lot more about the world of monasticism, please go to www.monasticretreats.com That's monasticretreats.com And if you are interested in going on retreat, spending a day, a week, a month, a year, or perhaps even a lifetime in a monastery, you will find lists of hundreds of places that we can stay around the world and go on retreat. So until next time, be at peace, be still.